Hi, this is Wes Yowsey, and you're listening to That Much Further West Podcast.
Welcome back into That Much Further West. I'm Eric. I'm Mike. And I'm Phil. And we are back at the Landmark Saloon with Wes Yossi. 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 Still got that U in there. Yeah, I know. Wes, thanks for being here, man. We really hey. appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. yeah uh, we've been listening to your records lately, and uh, we're excited to have you in here and uh, talk about what's happening, what's going on, and what's in your future. So uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. And uh, thanks for y'all for being here, too. Yeah, right on. Beautiful we're crowd. We're here live at the Landmark tonight. Yes, we are. This is the third episode we've done here. Yeah, we took last month off because everyone was doing things. Oh, summer. Summer things. Oh, right you on. summer. We were we had Chuck Westmoreland in here last time. That was July, really cool. Yeah, that was a great, great episode. And so we're glad to be back at Landmark, where they've had a few more emerging live musical things happening. It's our it's our our little Opry here in town, and so we're glad to see it's up and running a little bit, and glad it to be is. a part of that. Can we tear down the building next door yet, or when does that start? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking petition signatures yeah, and start uh, chipping at the corners and <laughs> work our way in and see what happens. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, it's interesting because uh, Wes, right at the time that the landmark had to dial back the live music for a little, a little quiet period, that was right when you and a, maybe a couple other folks were just getting their regular residential monthly yeah. uh, thing. Didn't you have a Saturday night pretty much squared away I into did, the future? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd finally, you know, after a good solid year and a half or whatever, a plan landed like a regular Saturday and then we were supposed to have our CD release show on that like it was either a Friday or Saturday and I remember Tim calling in the morning and being like oh man you know we've got to had something happen and we got to you know cancel uh cancel tonight's performance so I was like ah bummer what a bummer but yeah that was a huge ordeal like Facebook blew up like the entire community who loves coming here and loves coming to all these other clubs was shocked, right? Yeah. We saw this building go up, and then all of a sudden, boom, complaints about loud music. Yeah. I don't think this is loud music. Right. And, and and yet, there was disturbances. And I, I appreciate, like, the whole Facebook community, like, gathered around. And we're like, why? What's yeah. going on? Why is this a problem? You know? And then, like, even Louie from the Laurel Thirst is like, any canceled gigs with full bands here, call me. And oh, we'll nice. try and, you know. Recircle some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know so. Liquor Store booked a few of the landmark regular bands, too. And it, just, it was cool to see the whole community. Yeah. Really. What did cool. you end up doing? You know, I just um, I started, uh, I mean, I, I actually went out that night because I was like, you know what? I, gotta, I have all this energy built up to play. So my good friend Rob, who's a photographer, we went out on the street. And we, I just played the entire album on the street that night. Really? So, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I had like a... a battery-powered, um, one of those rolling battery-powered amps, and uh, we just did a song and then moved to a different location and tried to do spots that that were, you know, like we went, played right out in front of the Baghdad, just spots that, you know, were places that I'd like to, you know, over the, over the course of the years of living in Portland here since 95, yeah. you know, that I liked, so, and then just other random stuff, whatever worked out, we played in a parking garage, and it was really strange at night because nothing was going on like it was so quiet and we played i think until maybe 11 or 12 at night we actually walked into this one bar and was like hey could we could i play one song here and they were like oh yeah sure you know so it was just cool yeah we got some great footage and it felt like you know i mean i just didn't want to i didn't want to like be pouting you know like oh my show you know my show got canceled (laughs) 
nothing ever happens for me, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I just felt like, uh, you know, back in the, the bands that I always liked in, in the early, late 80s and early 90s, like, you know, they would go out and do stuff like that. Like, they'd play, play a full set in somebody's basement or something like oh, that. Yeah. If they didn't, you know, get their way, they just make, make your own rules, so... Yeah, it worked out great. You know, <laughs> I talked about that earlier today. Tom Vanderhoven usually comes around, uh, you know, around the New Year time, and we do the, you know, down on the helm. Yeah, uh, it's a pre warm up to his like New Year's show, but he, he, the local people know like that's kind of the thing, and they want to come see him, and it's a very intimate living room type yeah, scenario. That's cool. So that was super smart of you, and a good way to get out all the stuff you had been working up. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, it it worked out great. We ended up. Each each of the um, songs are we're obviously in a different location, but we made YouTube videos out of them. So it was cool, like to look back and be like, "Oh, now you know, now I have footage of all that That's that so night cool. and that experience." So yeah, it worked out great. Quite the different record release party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. didn't sell any records, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you played I, I to kept all, all of yeah. Portland. <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. <laughs> Next time, rent a flatbed, park it by the uh, the building, and just go to town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was gonna play in here, but boom! <laughs> <laughs> Fully plug it. Well, the record um, is it your first full length record, Wes? Yes. Okay. Cool. And it's called Down Low, mm-hmm. and uh, the the reception has just been tremendous. Uh, has that been your 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 experience so far? Because yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. I just um, I just wanted to complete that project, you know, like to have a full-length record. And, um, yeah, I've been blown away that it's uh, – somebody sent me a Facebook message the other day up in up in Canada, and they were like, they were like hey, I, I want a T-shirt, you know? Like, where can I get a T-shirt? And, right. and I was like, oh, you know, I guess I forgot to put those on the merch page. Like, well, get one. Get it on there. I want one, you know? It's like, so, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I finally got around to doing it, and – and uh, sent him a shirt and a CD, and and uh, he was like, "Oh man, I just want to let you know, you know, we listen to your album every weekend. Oh, that's wow. so awesome. The whole thing." And I was like, "You know, that's that's what it's all about, right it's there." It's those is, little ticks, man. Yeah, I've, I've been having a really good time. Like this guy um, sent me another Facebook message from Dias, Texas, and it's just cool to meet people who are, mm-hmm. you know, in these just different places, and and really like you know, not feel isolated, right? Like that's kind of the thing about the american dream that people complain about right is that it's like so there's a point where you know you have all this hope and vision and then it just kind of like you flatline or whatever and something about music like really makes it really vibrant and really real um to me i mean even like the other players that i'm with i'm like the other day i was sitting there thinking about i'm like these are really great friends you know like i can't remember a time where i've been as happy or felt as uh you know, like, you know, you watch a movie and you're like, oh, I really wish I was there, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, now now I'm just like, oh, I'm here, you know? Maybe yeah. uh, that's pretty dang cool, you know? Uh, Segway question. Who, who played Pedestal on this latest record? Um, let's see. So there were two yeah. Steel players. Steve Moore played Lap Steel. Yeah. And then we did a few tracks with Jesse doing um, Pedal Steel. With Jesse Cunningham, yeah. who's normally your guitar player in yes, the band, right? Yeah. And then yeah. Steve is your regular lap uh, steel player. Steel player yeah. Right? yeah, sounded so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Super it, those guys just did fantastic job. Absolutely awesome. Right on. Well, you being around this community, a lot of the better players have kind of rallied around you, and I and I've seen that happen for the real talented people. 
<laughs> so so that's that's well, great to see, man. You, well, thank are, you for that. Don't you feel well supported? I mean, because the guys you're playing with are pretty badass. Yeah. Don Hay is your regular drummer now? Uh, yeah, right? Lowry, yeah. Oh, Don, Don Lowry, thank yeah. you. Yeah, actually, he's the first guy who jumped in. So yeah. I, I did a, an EP with... Um, with uh i'd actually i was doing some work with caleb some just like you know design work and um and i told him about these three songs that i wrote and i was like I, you're super busy like don't don't <laughs> waste any time with this but i was just curious where should i go because i'd been just sending emails around to people on craigslist and i was like ah, i just feel weird with someone i don't really know and so they he gave me a recommendation and then he's like you know you might you might ask uh, this one buddy of mine Russ yeah <laughs> Rusty just play. Russ yeah, yeah. if uh, he wants to play and so Russ rallied two other guys and it was like a real thing all of a sudden I just mm -hmm. planned to go in by myself and like you know this will be therapy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I like myself <laughs> uh, yeah. cool. but uh, but yeah it kind of turned into this whole thing this mm -hmm. whole thing and then. Uh, I think when I was done, Tommy uh, Chiffon was like, what are you going to do with all this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> and uh, he he um, he sent me Don Lowry's contact. He's like, you should talk to Don about playing drums, you know, and you just see see what you can put together. And, and so it just all kind of started from there. Don was the first guy in, and then his good buddy, uh, HR, played bass with us for a while until James took over and... Steve was a um, a friend of a guy that I worked with, so go. it's really you know I, one of my favorite movies is The Seven Samurai, Akira Kurosawa, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and I love the way that like you know it starts with a lone figure and it just sort of coagulates you know sure. naturally and yeah. that's that's what it felt like so I was like oh, that's cool amazing yeah <laughs> cool so what were you doing before you started? With this, the EP and the and getting this band together, were you playing music or were you? Um, you know, I just basically done like a lot of home recording. I was really into tape op, and I uh, a handful of. I mean, I think I bought that first tape op book back mm -hmm. in like '99, yep. and uh, I was just like, this is so cool. People are doing home recording on like all these crazy different configurations, and they all have a different story about it. And um, that really inspired me to just uh, prior to that, you know, since I was in high school, I would just. I mean, I really knew nothing about recording. I would just—I had this really awful boombox that I would plug like a, <laughs> a dick, you know, like when you um, uh, dictate, yep. dictate like your notes, you know, mm -hmm. I'd use that for a mic and then yeah. like kind of hang it in my guitar to try and get both the, <laughs> both the vocals in the guitar. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really knew nothing. The task camps back <laughs> in those days, right? Yeah. The task camps for that, you went that up to four tape up, right? That, yeah. That was the kind of thing you'd find and be like, Oh, wait a minute, I can do all this fun stuff and I had no idea I could do yeah. it. That book's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I still like, and I like kind of having it nearby at all times because, <laughs> yeah, it's inspiring. Some of those people just record right in their bedroom and get great results. And That studio is like half a block away from here, by the way. Yeah, no. Super yeah. amazing. Right on. Yeah. Want to give us a tip, yeah. brother? Sure. Say the yeah. same thing. Why don't we do uh, Crazy Train? There you go. <laughs> We can't go dancing anymore We can't shop together at the store When it comes to making dinner No, it's waiting we can care Save them troubles for another night Stay out late and 
drink some red wine Leave our worries on paper dishes Settle the score when the morning dew wakes up so Darling, I think we should take it slow And we'll get this crazy train under control I know I ain't no Mr. Right You ain't been no angel all your life But we try for the perfect marriage We know it's more weight than we can carry So let's save them troubles for another night Stay out late and drink some red wine Leave our worries on paper dishes Settle the score when the morning dew wakes up So darling, I think we should take it slow And we'll get this crazy train under control Let's talk about what we do right We sure as hell start a fight When it comes to old time loving All we need the moon to get going So let's save them troubles for another night Stay out late and drink some red wine Leave our worries on paper dishes Settle the score when the morning dew wakes up Darling, I think we should take it slow And we'll get this crazy train under control Thank you. Thank you, Wes. Awesome. That sounded great. <laughs> what were uh, some early influences for you to like, wh where did you start hearing music and thinking to yourself, that's something I think I want to do? You know, it's it's funny when I look back now, it's, it's um, when I was a kid, I was so into Michael Jackson. I mean, this <laughs> is going way back, but like I thought, I just felt felt that yeah. you know whole thing, and so did, so did you know, t millions and billions of other people too. But uh, but uh, yeah, I just I totally emulated that. When I look back in photos, it's like you know, um, compared to like what my brother and sister were doing, like I was fully fully into music, and uh, all through high school and like junior high, I got I was into the Smiths. So I'd just sit in my room and like you know read uh, old, you know 
basically go through the liner notes of the albums as I was listening to it. So, I mean, I kind of listened a lot deeper than everybody, but um, I think, like, the big thing was, like, getting into Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Like, you know, a lot of that acoustic stuff kind of got me. Like, I wanted to learn those songs. And then uh, I grew up listening to country music um, because of my, my grandmother would come to visit us and just, you know, everybody was like, let's put on the Patsy Cline and the Jim Reeves. You know, those were, like, two big uh, family uh, artists that were... You just you knew the songs, kind of thing, because they just got played so much. So, um, yeah, and then the rest. I mean, I just uh, I got really into the Cowboy Junkies in college, and um, and they do a lot of like country covers. You know, you know, sound nothing like the originals, right. but like very different. But it kind of rekindled a lot of, um, you know, for lack of a better word, like dust that gathered in the attic. And so I started buying like Willie Nelson and Hank Williams and. Jim Reeves, Patsy Cline, like just, you know, here and there grabbing more albums. And um, uh, I also, like in, in college, I was a big Colobo fan. I liked a lot of Caleb's um, and David Andrews' music. And so when he left that band and started doing his own music, like I started going out to those shows. So that fed a lot of that, uh, you know, that sound. And then the rest was just, uh, at some point I just started trying to write songs, I guess, and I kept this book, and I just try to fill the book up with as many songs as I could write, and it's a so book full of a lot of bad songs. <laughs> <laughs> but just take this one from here, and this yeah, one from here, yeah. and make but, five know, more great songs. Twelve came out all right, yeah, so, perfect. you know, of 400 <laughs> pages or whatever. I'm sure there's a lot of books from a lot of our that are full of bad songs, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's actually, I, uh, I read uh, Neil Young's book, and that's where I got the idea for it, is he... He talked about this binder that he kept of all the songs he ever written, and he just like you know, put them back in there. They're not ready yet, kind of like the oven kind of thing. And I'll come back mm -hmm. to them later. But uh, I like that physical, like visual of like oh, I'll just I'll just you know keep a trapper keeper or whatever it is of uh, of tunes and the old peachy, yeah, if you will, yeah. <laughs> Build up your personal uh, Bible of art. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there wasn't an in, uh, sort of a outward intention to be considered like traditional country, but that's how your stuff sounds to yeah. the modern ear. Yeah. And um, and I, I was wondering if that seems kind of funny to you or like just the feeling like because when, when people hear your stuff, it sounds very much in the tradition of Hank and Ernest Tubb and Jim Reeves and yeah. those are the names that get dropped a lot around your stuff and uh, you're connected yeah. to this really older vibe yeah. you know and does that speak to you in any way is there accounting for that oh definitely yeah I mean when I was um, um, the two like big if you would say, like um, anchors for for like writing these tunes were uh um, Hank Williams and Memphis Minnie, like those yeah. two artists who I'm, I'm not like a technical player. I'm not like I didn't come from theory or any of that stuff. Um, and uh, they, the emphasis to me at least is on the story and on the words and that that I could gravitate to. And and um, so, you know, that was definitely like my focus when people ask me about the record, mm -hmm. you know, like where the influences, like those two are my prime influences. And um, yeah, so I, I, I like the, you know, traditional kind of, um, you know, the feel really. I mean, it may, I, uh, 
the record started as a uh, like going back home, really, for me, like where I grew up in uh, Belvedere was uh, there were some cool years there back in the 80s where um, we were the only house like at the end of this cul-de-sac and uh, just farms all around us. And um, I was doing some, um, I don't know if you call it like coaching or therapy or whatnot with this one guy. And he was like, you know, what's what's like the place that you're you feel the best. And I was like, well, the woods, you know, next to our old house. And that kind of like just opened up this whole um, exploration into like where my creative spirit lies, you know, like, and I, I didn't know that before. And so this album just kind of like went back and grabbed all these things that really, really matter and then became a um, time capsule for, um, you know, those stories plus a bunch of other ones, so. Well, would you sing us another story now? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what that uh, was going to play. Yeah, we'll do a tune called uh, Ready to Run. It's a song about the woods. Mama said I'm going nowhere Daddy don't seem to care Everything I did was wrong They tried hard to school me Get the rule book through me And I was always somewhere far off Bright lights of big cities yeah, I'm in them old pine trees Call out to me yeah, I don't come Biddy 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 Hate her on My life wasn't written down Had to get out and look around Learning every time I'd fall Stayed in the neighborhood I was running in the woods Turning over every rock Bright lights of big cities yeah, I'm in them old pine trees Call out to me I don't come Biddy 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 me by stuck here in my nine to five fewer would finally caught on 
And the woods next to our old house Were eventually cut down Now it's where rich guys be gone When I see a grove of trees They start talking to me I think I'll go out and take a walk Bright lights of big cities Yeah, I'm in them old pine trees Call out to me Yeah, I don't come Pity, pity Later on Pity, pity Later on Nice one. Now we got a little background from you. Let's talk about that new record of yours. Uh, super great. Great songs. Where did you record that at? Recorded at the Map Room. The Map Room? Yeah. I don't know that one. Over in uh, northeast, or uh, sorry, southeast off of Holgate. Yeah? Yeah. And um, I just, uh, when I was looking at recording here in town, I uh, did a search and made this list of places and then started going out just to kind of see the rooms and meet people. And I walked in there and and I uh, was like, this is great. You know, it's such a well put together studio and it just has such a nice feel. And I uh, really enjoyed talking with Josh and uh, his partner. And then they were like, yeah, come back and see us som sometime. So I think it was like a year later. They ended up calling calling him up and like, okay, I think I'm ready now. Yeah. So. The record sounds amazing. Oh, it's, thank it's you. It's really well done. So yeah. uh, had you had the band together already prior to that, or was that? Yeah, we've been playing for about, you know, a year by that time. Mm -hmm. So everybody was probably familiar with the songs, sure. at least in the, the way that we were playing them there. And then, uh, you know, we went in the, uh, the night before we started recording and just did a dry run, set up a mic, no engineer, just let, let's power through it and uh, get used to the room and... And uh, so that when you come in the next morning, there's just not all that pressure, like, oh, you know. And uh, it seemed to work out great because ideas that people had came out really quick, and we nice. could just kind of tackle them there when it wasn't, like, crucial. Yeah. And and then the rest of the – I think we did two days of uh, tracking, and uh, and it just uh, – we did, like, eight songs in the first day or something like that. It just was – that was the thing I was the most concerned about because not – not coming from a, uh, I hadn't done a full album. I mean, I did an EP mm -hmm. before that, and it took most of the day to track and mix that, um, and a second day too. So, you know, I was I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Was that all basically recorded live, or did you guys piece it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it totally sounds like it. It's yeah, it sounds like you guys have it together. Yep, I was in the ISO booth for uh, you know vocals and guitar, and we pretty much we just cleaned up like a few little things on that. And um, the only thing that was overdubbed were the steel. Yeah, so lap steel. And a handful of those songs, those are just live steel recordings, but I think there were like two or three we went back to, and and uh, Steve uh, did, you know, overdub two lap steel parts, and Jesse did some overdubbing. Awesome. For his pedal steel stuff. I wanted to ask you about, um, well, you were talking about kind of your small town upbringing, and... When I look at your gig list around town here, um, you really, I mean, you get out of Dodge 
to a lot of odd cool spots and i was wondering where that's coming from i mean you you're out in some strange uh central oregon town and then you're out in dayton doing a monthly saturday night and you're getting it's like you're traveling to the sticks or the woods or and i'm wondering do you get a better response from people who just appreciate your music more by going out there or I feel like I do. I mean, not all the times. So like people, people out in these small towns, like like you'd be surprised. You know, they like a couple places. As soon as we're done, they'll put on you know rap music or top forty or something uh -oh. like very different music. And they'll you know they'll be like, hey, we loved your set. You know, let's put on like <laughs> let's put on uh, yeah. you know uh, I forgot the I forgot the guy's name now, but yeah, totally different style of music. So, but for me, it's just like I mean, I I keep trying to in a way go back to Belvedere in a way like it's way too far away to get back to but uh um yeah so i i don't have any problem problem doing that i remember um I w when i was taking lessons guitar lessons a while back Pete krebs was like you know if you ever start playing like start start out on the you know outside of town and kind of work your way in and and um i felt like oh that that's great for me and and now it's just uh i kind of like not just kind of being there and then going away for a little bit, you know, being like, um, you know, not, not hanging around too much, I guess. They're trying to, like, compete. Like, I, there's a lot of other people here who are um, doing this full time, and, uh, and like, I want to keep it fresh for them. Like, you know, some of these, uh, these gigs, like, they don't need, need me, <laughs> you know, jamming it up when they're trying to do their regular sets and stuff like that. So, yeah, it seems to work out great. I feel like we have found more and more people that are finding the same thing, right? Like we play in Portland and it gets saturated or the clubs are all closing. And then we're discovering, you know, Willowina Hotel or, you know, playing yeah. out in Vernonia or uh, whatever the case may be where there, there's uh, this ample opportunity, even the coast gigs, mm -hmm. right, where there's these opportunities to play where people want to come and they really want to listen to music as opposed to, yeah. you know, the shoegazers here in Portland who are really here to drink and get drunk and walk out. Yeah. Right. So those people out there are, are excited that, oh, this country guy from Portland's gonna come out here. Let's bring some people and have a good time. Can I you tell know, you Manzanita cool, cool Sand Dune? Yeah. Like go ahead. Oh well I just well, as you were talking about that, there's this um this bar that, that I found out in Nevada that's looks like something out of um uh, that Quentin Tarantino film, um, I forgot the Dust name. Dust till dawn. Dust till dawn, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know, it was for me. It was just like we got to find a second gig for tonight so that we can fill this and we can, you know, get gas money so we can make it to the next gig. But that's exactly what happened. Is we rolled in there. There's nothing in sight for you know 50, 60 miles except this one little bar out there, and they have some camping. And when we showed up, they were like, "We've been waiting for you for like 40 minutes. Come on in here, Wes." You know, and <laughs> like uh, Chris Olson was with me and Jesse, and they were just like wide-eyed and their mouths were open and i was like oh sorry guys I and mean, maybe this one isn't <laughs> maybe this isn't a good enough gig and they're like no this is so awesome yeah. like and at one point we were playing and like the whole place just lit up for us and I, that's like the that's the best i've felt like as as a performing musician where i was like god this is pretty fantastic that's to amazing. make people feel that good and yeah yeah super cool well it's people who aren't spoiled for Basically, like yeah. Term, yeah. Work, yeah. For, work for a living, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like me. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. We, you, you could a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Any of our friends could be playing back to back, or you know, there's a traveler coming through, 
and you're like, well, I wanted to see them, but yeah. and then you're missing a great local show. Like we get spoiled. That's exactly right, Mike. We get spoiled, right? Them, they're craving it, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, you're out there and you brought your band. And you're like, oh my god, right? Mm. And I did a tour in Alaska and we went to the deep, deep, deep. Oh, that's cool. And they were like, oh my god, and they, well, they're all batshit crazy up there. And no offense, you guys, but. <laughs> The long nights and long <laughs> drinking, and but, but they just they embraced you when you walked in, right? They were yeah. like, "Thanks for being here, and we're gonna have the best time." And I, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's sad to leave too, because you're like, "Oh, this is like somebody I feel like I like I knew you a long time ago," or you know, like it's a kindred spirits thing is really cool. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Can we hear another song? Sure. Yeah, I think I'll do uh, do Devil Woman, a little song off my first EP, which. Um, yeah, I wrote the song about getting dumped. Dear woman, this song is for you. You say you love me, your love isn't true. Now you're gonna hear a broken heart cry. I'm telling everyone, everyone of your life. You're the kind of gal who likes to play the part. Rubbing my shoulders and holding my arms. And we're all alone, say how much you care. When we go dancing, you pretend I'm not there. Devil woman, devil woman, devil woman, devil woman. Will I finally realize what to do with the hurt in your lies, devil woman. When you gave me loving, it was always an exchange for solid gold bracelets and diamond earrings. I can't help feeling your line on your floor In a light to myself Believing I'm more You talk about your old flame Say that is true But I've seen the messages And he writes to you You think I'm just a fool And I'm on your line I'm dancing with the devil and being too tired. Burns. Not even boilermakers stop the hurt. But I figured out a way to say goodbye. So I'm writing you this song and hope someday you cry. Devil woman, devil woman, devil woman, devil woman. Will I finally realize what you do with the hurt? Devil woman, devil woman, devil woman, devil woman, 
Thank you. So I was wondering what your process is. Are you a words first, then music later? Because you talk a lot about writing and stuff like that. Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, um, you know, it's usually like a sleep thing. Like for the longest time, I uh, was having trouble sleeping, and um, I would uh, just wake up at like weird times, two in the morning, four in the morning, and uh, and I'd hear like a couple lines of a song, or maybe just the rhythm of a song, and. Um, and I just try to write down whatever I could remember, and uh, or I kept this little voice recorder next to my bed, so I just run into the garage, you know, hum out, hum out like a few uh, bars of it, and then you know, set it down, go back to sleep, and then um, pick it up later. And uh, you know, because I'm working full time, like I, I uh, really the only times I have to songwrite, I'll, I'll rent like a small cabin, like a, one of those little Airbnb kind of things like really small one person cabin <laughs> and uh and I'll just kind of lock myself away for the weekend and that's like my trip for the year to um alone just to kind of focus entirely on stuff that's been hanging around in my head you know during putting the day. all those snippets together yeah basically yeah. i mean there's there's a few songs that it, like i i'm like how can i still remember this it's been like I could still remember the couple of lines of it for like the last two years, and it hasn't been. I haven't written anything other than like one line and and recorded the tempo. So, you know, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, I want to go back to that one right when I, as soon as I get to the cabin, like I want to try and finish that song. Um, you know, over the other ones that are like, you know, oh, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. Experimental. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what, what your path that l sort of geographically for your childhood that kind of led you up the road here to to uh, Portland. I um yeah so we were we were uh, living in Belvedere. We moved to California in '86, and I uh, spent uh, lived in in Sacramento from '86 until '95, and then moved up to Oregon in '95. Okay. And then my folks, when I moved up to Oregon, they moved to the Midwest. So they oh. uh, we lived in. Indiana, Michigan, and uh, they live in Illinois now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So so Eric asked you a question earlier about your uh, influences. It's kind of a two-part question that's always been asked on the podcast. Like, So who are you listening to now that you feel like everyone who listens to us, all 17 people, should... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 17,000 people. Yeah. Hello, y'all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> should, uh, should, should check out. Oh, let's see. Um, yeah, there's a lot right now. Cardi B? <laughs> um, definitely. Um, let's see. Let me think for a second. Well, I mean, I really like um, um, American Aquarium a lot. Like um, BJ, I think, is a super talented songwriter. And um, I got really into um, his record recently. And I forgot the name of it, actually. The Rockingham record? I think so, yeah, yeah. It's the one with like a picture of an old car, I think, mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, yep. rock, rock and um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that record. A lot. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think of anybody else recently that. Um, Any like these modern country dudes? I mean, not necessarily what's on the radio, but somebody who's more country than say AA, which is kind of a, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of a, a yeah. I mean, I I um I pretty much follow that list on saving country music of like a lot of the. Yeah. I, I would point like anybody there, like who yeah. wants to hear like because I think that he does a good job mm -hmm. of. There are more modern sounding guys on there, and like I would be, you know, it was interesting mm -hmm. when he wrote about about our record. He called it throwback, which mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't 
feel that way, but I I hear it now. It like totally I, is. I. Uh, but um, that's but how yeah, I, that that's how I discovered awesome. Mike and the Moon Pies, and I've been listening to yes, that. that's oh, that, that my favorite record yes. from this year. You know, it's, it's yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, and that was because of because saving country music was yeah. like, here's another one you people should be listening to. You yeah, triggers yeah, always on top of the killer game. record. I like well, that. Um, um, Zephaniah Hora. Oh yeah, I think I really like Zephaniah Hora. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool yeah. record from last year, right? Our friend Brian Das got to play a, a set with him, and uh, not too long ago they got paired on a bill and nice. got to take pictures and stuff. But that guy's got a classic voice. Yeah, really great. And and uh, right from our own hometown too, that Miller and Sasser record, Tennessee oh, the yeah. Jukebox. That one's kind of a. Um, most people don't know about it, other uh-huh. than like their circle. But I mean, well, I, they, I listened. Fabulous to review we had in uh, that much further was podcast product, <laughs> yeah. and probably tripled their listeners. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I listen to that record a couple times a week. Just yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's another one from years ago too, the Copper and Coal record. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's that throwback and the girls' duet and that harmonizing they were doing, and the people that got it hearing it and mm-hmm. writing reviews about it. Yeah. And yeah. So, uh, I don't know. The Portland thing, I don't know. I think it's going on. Portland, Seattle, actually, there's a lot of, and maybe, I, I feel so knowledgeable about this stuff because of our circle, but I, it's sad when I step out of the circle to realize so many people don't know about this, right? And you yeah. think, oh, they still listen to a lot of that mainstream, and you think, boy, if I could just hand you two records oh, here. Oh, I know. And step away you'll go down the rabbit hole and yeah. have the best time of your life yeah right? yeah yeah it makes you know i'm kb is pretty influential i think mm-hmm. on the on sunday doing their mm-hmm. swinging country and um i forget the name of the other program but mm-hmm. i keep hoping that like you know the more they play local artists that like that'll just kind of continue to disseminate but you know we're kind of like in an unstructured time right now where yep it's pretty easy to just kind of be in your tribe and for people not really to find out about you unless you make a point of it. I mean, I, I think... Oh, like and it's really easy. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. But it's really easy to get insulated, too, where yeah. you're like, all my friends know who I am, and all the people I talk to know who I am. Because everybody, so everybody else must feels know who exactly I am. exactly the yeah. same way I do. And then right. it's not beyond that circle. Yeah. You know, there's like, or maybe you're two steps beyond yourself, but then after that, it's kind of... Can I hold that for you? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what like, he's having. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little excited there. Uh, backtracking one tick, just to tell a quick story. We interviewed uh, Willie Vaughton from Richmond Fontaine. Oh, yeah. And um, he was talking, he lives out in Scapoose in the woods, right? And uh, some property with his family. But he has uh, this little apartment in uh, St. John's. And it's like a couch, right? And you were talking couch about that one. Came in. And, and it's a couch and a desk. And he's like, that's where I go and form all my songs. Like it, it yeah. sounded, ex- the story was almost exactly the same. Wow. When you talk about piecing all these things together and putting it all down on paper or a tablet or something, and then you walk into this, and then like he spends his time away from everything. Yeah, like there's no TV, there's no radio, nothing I was else like, to do. I was like, "Do you drink?" He goes, "No, I literally won't drink because that actually detours me." But that's what he does to kind of figure out and pinpoint these songs. So that's it cool. sounds very familiar. Yeah, it is. I mean, saying. on those trips, I'll usually get there at 11 and I'll write till 2 in the morning and then just basically till I can't play or think anymore and then get up at like 8 and start all over again. Just start 
doing coffee and like my reward or whatever on the trip is I'll I'll do a grill a steak at night, you know. So <laughs> yeah. there's there's a nice. food there's a food break in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not eating an astronaut chicken or anything like that. Anymore, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, astronaut it's really like uh, tang. <laughs> it's really like intense, you know, and I don't like interruptions or phones or anything. That's, that's awesome. Just locked away. It's it's good to hear that story capsule. again to like realize that's how some people work. Yeah, th- I didn't know that about him, and, and I love his music. So yeah. that's well, cool. he also writes novels that way too. So. Yeah, and they yeah. make him into movies. And <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing, <laughs> <laughs> fanboy, especially this guy right here. Big Phil fan boy for Will, yeah. he's a good friend too. Yeah. He's cool. a good man. Right on. So tell us what's next for yeah. you and your crew. Where are you recording you got a handful of new stuff are you out i know you're playing this a regular saturday night in dayton what's the name of that joke? oh it's gaston um, oh gaston yeah That's it's, it's the one horse tavern yeah, yeah. Okay. so every third saturday <laughs> i play out there gaston there and it's go. just a real super supportive community i mean gaston's not very big and mm-hmm. everybody knows each other and they just kind of you know gave me a spot there and now i'm you know, slowly part of the family. And are you uh, dragging the full band out there? Or? You know, initially we played as like a trio, and now we'll just keep it as a duo. So like mm-hmm. Chris Olson's going to play upright with me, and okay. I'm going to um, play actually electric guitar out there on Saturday. Oh, cool. So uh, yeah, it's yeah, a good place to, to try stuff, and um, and uh, yeah, it's like you can do no wrong as long as you're not too loud. It's almost you know? like your 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 venue in the woods. Yeah. Right? It is, yeah. Trying stuff out and yeah, working it out, and you got some people with some. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 What? There's a lot of heart there. So I like being there. Not what bad, else? Not oh. bad to drag along Chris Olson, you yeah. know? <laughs> never. <Yeah>. Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> Except he doesn't like, I found out he doesn't like ZZ Top. So uh, I'm getting a double disc ready for Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> help gonna, help him listen understand. Under yeah. Yeah. Like oh, my God. All my favorite take tunes. The, take the really yeah. long, lo- back, rindy back ropes out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's like the engine doesn't sound so good, but the stereo's running great. So you cool? <laughs> just pull over here and change my non-flat tire. <laughs> yeah, it's like just, it's just stay inside. It's cool. <laughs> it's like dating, and you f- you have your first fight. You know, like you're talking, and you're like, wait a minute, you don't like ZZ Top. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is never gonna work. <laughs> I don't know if we can go any further here. Yeah. You weren't such a damn good bass player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. And other stuff. Yeah. Well, um, I've got a little mini tour coming up in the second week of August. We're going to go to Bend and play Velvet. And October? October? October, yeah. Did I say September? Oh, yeah, I said October. August. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I have some phone calls to September. make here. <laughs> 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 They're texting me right now. Um, no, uh, second weekend of August. Yeah, we're going to go to Bend, then Klamath <laughs> Falls, then... Uh, did I say August again? You did. <laughs> October. <laughs> October. Somebody get this man another drink. Yeah, Shiner. Another Shiner, please. Who gave me the roofie? Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, 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 I'm going to be time. out here in another 30 <laughs> seconds. I may seconds, have roofied so. him. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go to town. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we'll be in Nevada, and then we're going to come back. Cool. So, yeah, that I sounds like, like a lot of fun. Little. Just out of curiosity, what town in Nevada was that? Do you remember? We're going to... Um, I believe it's called Austin. It's there's a casino there called the Lucky Spur. Yep, been there before. Yeah, so we're going to Lucky Spur, and then we're going to stop at um, Middlegate Station before, which is that place I was telling you where they were greeted us like we were nice. You know, yeah, you're back. Second coming. It'll be like yeah. that. Seriously, yeah, because those people live in that bar. Yes, they yes. all. Yeah, the same people. Yep, <laughs> they'll be like, "You're back. We've been waiting three months for you <laughs> yeah, to get back." Right. 
That's awesome. Just longer beards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm going to bring back, that back out. Back to the ZZ Top thing. Exactly. Excellent. And did you notice the guy named Beard finally grew his beard out? Did you notice? No? The drummer? No. His last name is Beard. He never had a beard the entire time. And oh, the last uh, couple of years, he's like, not like them, but yeah. he grew a beard. And you're like, Frank finally got a beard? Frank Beard finally got a beard. Awesome. I've always wondered if, like, you know, your regular beard needs a night off. It's, like, kind of tangly, and you just got to, like, a quick kind of patch-on beard that you just go out on stage <laughs> with, you know? Like a performance beard. <laughs> I think this shit might be the real deal. It's called <laughs> topping it off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, one more quick question before we have you sure. play one more song. Wes, thank you for being here. It's been a lot of fun. Sure. Um, tell me about the eating the cockroach thing. What's, oh, what's yeah. the story? <laughs> it just I Of all the things I've read up on you, but I got to know. Yeah. No, a a live one, yes? Yeah. Yeah, it was alive. Yeah, it, was oh. okay. it was like a dare about um, risk, like risk-taking. And um, that's always been something for me that there's a story before that story that goes back. Like when I was a kid, I, uh, I was taking swimming lessons and my grandpa grandfather drove out to see me, you know, do swim lessons. And and uh, they had a high dive there. And so you could get up and do the high dive when you were done with your swim lesson and go off the high dive. So I, I did it one time, but I was really shaky and like it looked obviously pretty bad. And I just remember my grandpa being like, hey, you know, if you you can get up there and like muster the courage to do that one more time like real smooth and i, I forget what it was he's like i'll get you that casio watch you wanted or something like that you know <laughs> with the calculator yeah exactly it. yeah <laughs> and uh and i ended up like chickening out i got up there and someone had set the board so springy that like by the time i got to the end i was all over the place and i went back down and i always felt terrible about that i felt like i let him down you know and uh so when that cockroach thing came up, I was like, I'm all in, you know, because it, it just kind of like triggered like an old like, you know, somebody whispers something in your ear about life. It's, you know, it better mean something, right? <laughs> it yeah. better have greater applications. So, so yeah, they, uh, he just had these like cockroaches in this thing. And he's like, you know, I forget what the analogy was or some kind of like analogy about risk taking and. And I was like, I know this is on one level is totally dumb and like could be a trick. Maybe the maybe the right thing to do is to turn away from it. But then I just it was such a you know, I knew you could eat them. I knew they were like edible and that the backstory on like cockroaches are actually like pretty high protein and if if it ever hits the fan, um uh fallout wise, like we can live on the cockroaches. So take you know, learn how to saute your cockroaches. <laughs> but um but yeah, I just did it, you know, tried to like sort of master your, all your inhibitions and fears and just, just, you know, just do it. <laughs> uh, TM. <laughs> yeah. That much further yeah. west TM. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, so Mikey. You, the yeah. cockroach is your triple Lindy, if you want to say. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done, yeah. Yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I offer one thing to every show. <laughs> <laughs> and he hates the French. <laughs> anyway. That's not true. <laughs> but he loves the Swedish. Yeah. He's one of he's one of them. <laughs> so there you go, right on. Well, we were talking about having you do one more. Are sure. you cool? You yeah, no, yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah cool. Well, Thanks for being here, man. It's been a real yeah, pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you guys. Knock us out. All right, the song called "Into the Bottle."
I'm gonna fall right down Get into a bottle, gonna stay right there There ain't no tomorrow, gonna drown this hurt With every swallow till I get in her out of my mind Yeah, my old lady was giving me trouble Just a nagging all day That mud and snuggle and I tried everything To burst her bubble but she's always pushing me away You see I wanted to love some things I can mention, but she worked me over and took all my pension. So I'm giving this bottle all my affection. It's making me feel just great. I'm gonna fall right down, get into a bottle, gonna stay right there till ain't no tomorrow. Gonna drown this hurt with every swallow till I get her out of my mind. She started trashing my name, saying I'm a loser and that she could do better than some broke abuser. So I'm sitting here dazed while my accuser says I've seen better days. I realize all the time I wasted could have packed in my things. That night of chasing some fine loving dame instead of freezing and being given all the blame. But I'm gonna fall right down. Getting to a bottle, gonna stay right there till ain't no tomorrow. Gonna drown this hurt with them swallow till I get her out of my mind. Lay around dreaming, I'm getting sideways and purging that demon Cause I know someday that I'll be needing a fine gal to take her place But until that day comes I'm gonna fall right down, get into a bottle, gonna stay right there Till ain't no tomorrow, gonna drown this hurt With every swallow till I get her out of my mind I'm gonna fall right down into a bottle, gonna stay right there till ain't no tomorrow, gonna down this hurt with them, Miss Waller, till I get her out of my mind. Till I get her out of my mind. Till I get her out of my mind. Thank you so much. Wesley thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Episode 89 of That Much Further West podcast. It's in the books. Right on. Everybody come visit our website. We've got uh, show dates up there to check out. You can check out the latest about Wes. You can hear this podcast there. It's tmfwpodcast.com. And where can we find you at? Are you on all the social media and all Yeah, that? you can find me on Facebook at West Yossi Music and on Instagram at Never Lucky Record Company. Right on. Thank you so much, guys. And yeah, on Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. Way to go, Russ. Thank you so much. Secret hard work. Thank you very much. All right. We'll catch you next time on That Wes, Much for the you, West Podcast. Gather around people, my story to share. I used to have nothing
No more 